Hello, car fanatics in Irvine, Orange County, California, the United States, and around the world. Welcome to Spring Quarter of Speedway Sounds. Race fans, it's time for those most famous words in motorsports. Here to give the command from the upcoming Universal Pictures film, The Fate of the Furious, please welcome today's Grand Marshal, Scott Eastwood. You know what they say, if you ain't first, you're last. So drivers, start your engines! It's race week at the 43rd annual Toyota Grand Prix of Long Beach. I will preview one of the biggest and longest, longest running motorsports events here in Southern California. I'll recap the previous Formula Drift competition in Long Beach and we'll preview the Verizon IndyCar Series, IMSA WeatherTech Sports Car Championship, Pirelli World Challenge, and other events coming up this weekend in Long Beach, California. And all that and more on this week's Speedway Sounds. Welcome to the second quarter of Speedway Sounds. It is Tuesday, April 4, 2017. One of the most iconic motorsports events in the world comes to life this week on the streets of Long Beach, just about 45 minutes northwest of Irvine. For the 43rd year, America's fastest open-wheel race cars and best race car drivers will compete on the same track alongside America's best prototypes and grand touring sports cars, as well as touring cars and historics. The Verizon IndyCar Series headlines with supporting races from the IMSA WeatherTech Sports Car Championship and the Pirelli World Challenge as well. Let's kick off the show with a report from last weekend's Formula Drift Competition. Long Beach is hard enough to drive around in a race car. There are tight corners, quick corner entries and exits, and solid concrete walls that will punish any error. Now visualize two highly tuned cars, one leading, the other sliding sideways through each turn. Then each driver, almost in perfect unison, twists his steering wheel in the opposite direction maneuvering with precision, all while leaving billowing white clouds of tire smoke. You can hear the engine notes fluctuate as the driver taps on and off the gas to give the car just the right speed so the rear bumper only kisses the wall on the way out of a corner. At Long Beach, it might just be a drifter's urban paradise, or nightmare, depending on the driver alone. Last Friday, Long Beach hosted qualifying to open the first round of the 2017 Formula Drift Championship. The O'Reilly Auto Parts, The Streets of Long Beach, sponsored by Gum Out. Each driver showed off their drifting skills on the tight turn 9, 10, 11 section, turning right, left, and a hard right around the airpin onto Shoreline Drive. They were judged out of a possible score of 100. Out of 27 drivers who were judged, six scored higher than a 90. Von Gitten Jr., who drives a Ford Mustang on Nitto tires and who is the 2010 Formula Drift Champion, set the top score of 97. Not far behind with the 96 was Ireland's James Dean, who returned to Formula Drift after winning several championships in Europe in the past seven years, including four times the Drift All-Star European Championship, in 2013 the Nürburgring Drift Cup Championship, and also he is a two-time Irish Drift Champion. Dean now drives a Nissan S15 on Falcon Tires. Rounding out the rest of that top six were Ryan Turk, Frederick Osbo, Alex Hellbrunn, and Matt Kaufman. 
Saturday was the big day. The one-on-one single elimination battles were set. Would Von Gittin be able to win from the number one seed? Would James Dean live up to the hype and be able to take on the best drifters in America? And would reigning Formula Drift champion Chris Forsberg be in the mix after qualifying seventh? Before we look into the race itself, let's look at some of the things the judges of these side-by-side drift battles are looking for. They're looking for four key components, line, angle, style, and tandem. For line, the ideal drift line is stipulated by the judges at each track, often pushing drivers to use the entirety of the course from wall to wall. The line is marked by inner clipping points and outer clipping zones. Judging a drift's angle means monitoring the overall steering and slip angle that a driver uses while navigating the ideal line through the course. Steering adjustments should be minimal, and transitions should be smooth between turns for maximum points. Style judging monitors three subcategories, initiation, fluidity, and commitment, each worth their own respective points in scoring. Initiations should occur as early as possible with a quick rate of angle, and no major corrections. Drivers who keep their cars smooth and settled at all times without steering corrections will do well in the fluidity category, and commitment will be judged by throttle application, maintain pace, and rapid approaches to proximity with the barriers and track edge with confidence. And lastly, tandem. Tandem battles are judged based on a combination of both runs. When in the lead, the driver is expected to adhere to qualifying requirements and set the pace. While chasing, drivers must, pu- must push to maintain proximity and keep pressure on the leading car while mimicking the leader's angle and line while making as few corrections or mistakes as possible. In front of what Formula Drift co-founder and president called capacity crowds and record viewership on internet live streaming, the event kicked off with James Dean defeating former champion Michael Essa and the reigning and three-time champion Chris Forsberg. Dean met with Ryan Turk in the Gum out Toyota 86 in the semifinals, and with consistent driving all day and a solid chase run, he was able to advance to the finals. On the other side of the bracket in the semifinals, Arimus Odi Bakchis in the Falcon Tire Arc Performance Nissan 240SX faced off against Alex Helbrun in the IMR Nitto Tire BMW M3. After a hard fought battle that was too close to call, the drivers met in a one more time battle, which means they do the entire matchup again to settle a tie. And while chasing Helbrun, Bakchis made an error entering the hairpin, giving Helbrun the win to put him in the finals. Dean's consistency and technical driving was no match for Helbrun in the finals, as you will see and as we will hear in this audio clip. All right, here we go. Long Beach, let him hear ya. Make some noise! The finals are set. They can hear ya. Just down the chute. And we are ready to send it Long Beach. O'Reilly Auto Park, streets of Long Beach. James Dean, Alex Hilbert, the finals are here. Who's going to get the victory? James Dean gets out to touch and go. Hilbert right there, transitioning to that rear clipping zone. Looks like Hilbert comes off of that rear clip a little early. James Dean filling all of them. Absolutely well done, flawless. Alex Hilbert was front row in a clinic put on by that Irish surgeon. Well, once again, we see James Dean go back to what he has been doing all weekend long, and especially here today in the lead position, and that is throw down a near-perfect lead run. You can see right to the touch and go, right to outer zone one. Now, Alex is going to come off a little bit early here, 
Now, Ryan, as we leave outer zone two, you can see Dean was right there in outer zone two and then wrapping back around. So he sets a very high bar for his lead run. Yeah. Here we go, Long Beach and Formula Drift fans around the world. Who's going to get the victory? Send it! James Dean, Alex Hillbrun. The streets of Long Beach are on fire. And here we go. Hillbrun out front. James Dean on the door of Hillbrun, the BMW. Hillbrun gets all around the deck to go wall to wall for Hillbrun. James Dean cannot be shaken. Is James Dean going to take it back to the top here on U.S. soil? Wheel to wheel, door to door, till the end. Make some noise, Long Beach. Ryan, do we have a victor? And who do you think it is? Well, this is the first time we've seen at least some difference from James in the latter part of the course here. Now, great job by Hilburn. Very, very deep into the touch and go. Perfect job on that first outer zone. And look at this on the second outer zone. Right there, he's a little bit late, but he gets very deep. Now, watch this right here. Dean tucks up on the inside. Hilburn's a little bit deep on that inside clip. And you can see Dean was anticipating he was going to be a little bit tighter there, potentially, as we take a look at it again. Ryan, walk us through this second half of the run. Hilbrun did exactly what he needed to do. He threw down a fantastic run. Yeah. He might have just kind of bobbled the angle right there, but angle to angle, big transition, really, really wide, a little bit late on outside zone two. And Dean here dives in really, really aggressively. He might have hit front wheel to front wheel in that area, which may have caused uh, Hilbrun to kind of take some angle out of the car. It might have knocked the wheel out of his hand a little bit. But right here, great commitment from uh, Hilbrun in the lead position. And your winner here on the streets of Long Beach. From Ireland, James Dean in the Warthouse Falcon Tires. Sylvia S15 takes it to the top in a near-perfect performance. James Dean is your victor. Re-entering Formula Drift competition and second place in the Nitto Tires Monster BMW. Make some noise for Alex Hilbrun. So if we could throw it down to you, Lorette who's with our winner. You guys, congratulations. You are getting so many congratulations from your teammate, Peter. James Dean, from 2010 to 2017, it's been over seven years in the making for you to get to this moment. How brave did you have to be today? Beyond my limits. Oh my God, I honestly have no words. That is the, by far the best feeling I've ever had in my life. Um, just want to say a huge thanks to everyone who made it possible because I wouldn't be I wouldn't be here without any of those guys and uh, I definitely like to dedicate this win to uh, Lucas from Worthouse who sadly passed away uh, last week before our event so it's been a it's been a tough uh, weekend in so many ways but definitely uh, this win is for Lucas. Wow, when you have such a day like this, how no, no. does the dream match up to the reality? Far better. I never had dreams like this. This is insane. I have no words. I'm so happy for you. Congratulations. Thank you so much. And that was James Dean, winner of the Formula Drift competition at the Grand Prix of Long Beach last weekend. James Dean now, so, now also leads the point standings before the next round in Orlando, Florida on April 28th and 29th. If you're just joining in, we're talking about the Toyota Grand Prix of Long Beach, which will take place, most of the events will take place this upcoming weekend, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, April 7th, 8th, and 9th, on the streets of Long Beach. It is one of the biggest car culture events in Southern California. So now let's take a look at some of the off-track events if you're in the area and would like to 
hang out and see a bunch of things that are going on in the evenings before the track even opens. On Wednesday, April 5th, Roar in the Shore from 5 to 8 p.m. will take place on 2nd Street and Belmont Shore, and it'll feature race cars from the Pirelli World Challenge, along with classic car displays, live music, driver autograph sessions, and more. Also that evening will be the Miss Toyota Grand Prix of Long Beach Pageant Finals at 8 p.m. at the Hotel Maya. On Thursday, April 6th, the Long Beach Motorsports Walk of Fame induction ceremony will honor Emerson Fittipaldi, famous open-wheel racing driver, and Tommy Kendall, famous Trans Am sports car racing driver. It'll take place, it'll take place from 11 a.m. to noon on Pine Avenue in front of the Convention Center, and it's open to the public. Also on Thursday is Thursday Thunder at the Pike Outlets from 6.30 to 9.30 at the Pike Outlets in downtown Long Beach, and it is also open to the public. It includes IndyCar pit stop demonstrations, freestyle motocross, and much more. And now for the race weekend itself. On Friday, April 7th, to Kate Light Fiesta Friday concert starring Moderato on the concert stage following racing activities, and it is free with a race ticket. Also, the Toyota Grand Prix of Long Beach Monte Carlo night will take place at the Renaissance Hotel Long Beach, and it benefits Long Beach area charities, and that will take place from 7 to 10.30 p.m. And lastly, get autographs from Simon Pagino, Elio Castroneves, and the rest of the Verizon IndyCar Series drivers from 4 to 5 p.m. in the IndyCar paddock, also free to race ticket holders. On Saturday, the Rock and Roar concert will take place. SMG presents Kings of Chaos, starring Billy Idol, Billy Gibbons, and Chester Bennington. It'll be on the concert stage following racing activities, also free with a race ticket. And now for the on-track activities. The track opens 7 a.m. on Friday, April 7th. The first thing on the calendar is sports car series practice from IMSA, the IMSA WeatherTech practice. That'll be for about two hours from 7.40 to 9.40. And then at 8 a.m., there's a lifestyle expo in the center of the Grand Prix track. IndyCars will begin practicing at 10 a.m. The Can-Am Historics will begin practicing at 11.40. The Stadium Super Trucks, which are off-road trucks on the Grand Prix circuit where they bring in jumps and they bring in obstacles that the trucks will have to go around, making the racing even more intense. That practice will start at 12.20. Indy cars will hit the track for the second time at 2 o'clock. Can-Am cars will qualify at 3. Pirelli World Challenge will start practicing at 3.30 in the afternoon. And of course, as I mentioned before, at 4 o'clock, the IndyCar autograph session. The IMSA WeatherTech Sports Cars will qualify at 4.45. And that is the last on-track activity for the race. There's also actually one more thing. 6.45 p.m. at night, there is the Super Drift Challenge at turns 9, 10, 11. On Saturday, April 8, Pirelli World Challenge will practice and qualify again, and IndyCars will have their third practice. The first race of the weekend will be the Can-Am Challenge at 12 noon on Saturday. And then immediately after that 20-minute race, IMSA pre-race ceremonies will begin at 12.30 with the Bubba Burger Sports Car Grand Prix of Long Beach for the WeatherTech Sports Car Championship will take place at 1 o'clock, and that race will run for an hour and 40 minutes. At 3.30, IndyCar qualifying for the Grand Prix of Long Beach and the Firestone Fast 6 Elimination Round at 3.30. 5.05 will be the Speed Energy Stadium Super Trucks race, and that is the first of the weekend for that series. And then also at night, once again, the from 6 to 8, the Motegi Racing Super Drift Challenge event number 2. As you can tell, there is a ton of action going on this weekend, and Saturday I will actually be attending the race. So just like I covered and attended the Auto Club Speedway weekend for NASCAR, I will also be live streaming, taking photos, posting social media updates from the Grand Prix of Long Beach on Saturday. 
On Sunday, the big race day, we'll have the Pirelli World Challenge race at 10 a.m. from 10 to 10.50. That'll be a 50-minute sprint race. The Mother's Exotic Car Parade at 12 p.m. And the IndyCar Toyota Grand Prix of Long Beach will start at 1.30 p.m. That'll run for 85 laps. That is the feature event of the weekend. And if you're not tired out yet, there is one more event, the Stadium Super Trucks second race at 4 o'clock. And that is the last event of the weekend. So looking at the circuit, it is right at the beachfront of Long Beach. It is 1.96 miles long. And if you've never seen the circuit before, look up a track map and I will explain side by side with you right here. This will help if, especially if you're listening to the podcast afterwards. Pull up a map and I'll walk through it with you. The start finish line is on Shoreline Drive. That's where most of the grandstands are and the pit lane. Then you have a sharp right turn on that same street. With a little bit of banking, that is the fastest point of the racetrack. The Indy cars will get up to 180 miles per hour in that area. Heading down to turn number one, it is the first corner there. There's a lot of runoff area if you miss your breaking point. But if you do try to enter the corner and you're still going too fast, you are going to hit the tire barriers. It is a 90-degree left turn for turn number one. Then it goes through the fountain section where there's a really nice water fountain, but it's single file. You can't get more than two cars through there for turn uh, sharp left, sharp right turns two and three. After that, you have a right-hand turn four, going past the Toyota Square, and right turn on turn five gets you back onto Shoreline Drive, but in the opposite direction. Heading towards turn number six, it is a short straight from there, so about 100, 120 miles per hour. Then as you go to turn six, it's a left turn going up the hill to turn number eight onto Seaside Way. It's a sharp right turn, another place that cars often miss their braking points and crash into the tire barriers. So after turn eight is Seaside Way. That is another high-speed point on the track, 150, 160 miles per hour, before the famous 9, 10, 11 section that I was mentioning earlier, the Firestone turn. It is a sharp 90-degree right turn from Seaside Way into a parking lot under the Firestone Bridge, where it's a quick right-hand, left-hand sweep through turn 10 before the slowest point on the circuit in turn 11, a sharp U-turn between the north side of Shoreline Drive and the south side. And that concludes the track preview for the Grand Prix of Long Beach. It is a temporary street circuit. They put months of work into it. I know because I was there, I was able to walk the street of the streets of Long Beach Grand Prix circuit when it was still open to the public about two weeks ago on my spring break, immediately after finals. I took the train to LA and then to the blue line to Long Beach and explored some of the circuit myself. And I'll post photos of that on my social media later on. By the way, that social media is Speedway Sounds. You're listening to Speedway Sounds, and that is facebook.com slash Speedway Sounds and at Speedway Sounds on Twitter. Now for the races themselves, the third round of the IMSA WeatherTech Sports Car Championship will involve three of its four car classes in a one-hour, 40-minute race. It is also the shortest race of the year for that series. It will be the very first trip around the circuit for the Daytona Prototype International cars, which are brand new for this year. And the race will also feature both Grand Touring classes. GT Le Mans and GT Daytona and all three classes will pack the circuit it will truly be the sports car fans paradise with a total of 35 cars after another dominant run in the 12 hours of Sebring the Cadillac prototype has been hit with another balance of performance adjustment this time the adjustment is in the gear ratios where IMSA will force the Cadillacs to run taller gear ratios to take away torque at low RPMs Wayne Taylor Racing hopes this will not stop it from winning its third straight race in the WeatherTech Sports Car Championship On Sunday, Pirelli World Challenge will run a 50-minute sprint race just before the IndyCar race. Both the GT and GTA classes will compete with cars that are slower but no less spectacular than IMSA's cars, including entries from Porsche, 
Ferrari, McLaren, Cadillac, Mercedes, Audi, Bentley, Aston Martin, and Acura, which features the all-new NSX GT3. And for the biggest event of all, the IndyCar Toyota Grand Prix of Long Beach, Sebastian Bourdais hopes to continue his newfound success after winning the Grand Prix of St. Petersburg last month. Simon Paginot, driving the number one car this year because he is the defending champion, also hopes to defend his Long Beach win from 2016. 2015 winner Scott Dixon and two-time victor Will Power, representing Chip Ganassi and Roger Penske respectively, will also be favorites. And that's it for the preview of the Toyota Grand Prix of Long Beach for 2017. Real quickly, I will go through, as I do every week, the SoCal Car Culture, SoCal Car Calendar. From the 7th through 9th, the Concord de Elegance of La Jolla will take place. In Huntington Beach, the 17th annual beach cruiser meet on the 8th and the 9th so Saturday and Sunday, in Pomona, the 4th Annual Street Machines Nationals, in Van Nuys, the Spring Fling 31, in Elisa Viejo on Saturday, Cars and Coffee, several Cars and Coffee events from Elisa Viejo, Brea, uh, Corona, and for Sunday, also occurring in Long Beach, is the High Performance Swap Meet and Car Show, in Los Angeles, the 5th Annual PPOA Heroes Ride and Car Show, the Balboa Car Show in the Fun Zone at, New at Newport Beach, Classic Cars and Coffee at Northridge as well, and the Hot Rod and Classic Car Cruise Night at In-N-Out in Oceanside. Uh, a few more here. 23rd Annual Orange Plaza Car Show in Orange, the 9th Annual Car, Truck, and Motorcycle Show in Rancho Cucamonga, another Cars and Coffee, uh, actually Coffee and Cars, on the Mesa in San Diego, the JBA Speed Shop. In Seal Beach, Hot Rods at the Beach. And you can read more information such as exact location, times, and even see the flyers of all of these events on SoCalCarCulture.com. That's it for this week. Follow the show at Speedway Sounds, all one word, on both Facebook and Twitter for show previews and your opportunity to ask my guests a question. Also, follow the radio station KUCI 88.9 FM on Twitter at KUCIFM, Instagram at KUCIFM, Tumblr at block.kuci.org, Facebook at facebook.com slash KUCI889. Next week on Speedway Sounds, I'll talk about the first two Formula One Grands Prix of the season, and I'll give an update on UCI Engineering's anti-new racing team. I'll play interviews from their winter design review last month. Up next at the 5 o'clock hour, Beer Ambassadors with Mikael Woodward here on KUCI. I'm Noah Stein, and thank you so much for listening. Always wear a helmet and never ever drive distracted or under the influence, and enjoy the Grand Prix of Long Beach.